Good morning, Feast Binanganan! Cap Mark here and welcome to Feast at Home. I believe God has two powerful messages for you today. But before I proceed, let's pray our favorite prayer here in the Feast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healings, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's words so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I am God's beloved, I am God's servant, I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Now, two powerful messages for you today. Yung una, the first one. God will meet you where you are. And perhaps right now, uh, patid, ikaw, perhaps you're hurting because someone has betrayed you and nakikinig sa akin ng a broken heart. <laughs> Perhaps you're feeling down because hindi ka kumikita, you're not earning enough, naubos niyo savings, you know, and nag-iisip ka kung magpapalit ka ng ginagawa mo, change employment or shift to another business. Or perhaps your family is not, uh, what, you're not okay with your family. Yung hindi kayo speaking terms, bigat niyan, emotional. Or perhaps that your body is sick and kailangan mo ng healing. Or perhaps you've fallen. Fallen to sin. Yep, you've sinned again. <laughs> and you, you want to stand up but you feel so annoyed and frustrated with yourself. Again, feeling that. Pero mga patid, wherever you are right now, whatever storm that you're facing, whatever burdens that you carry, I believe that God is not sitting on the throne waiting for you to come up to Him. Instead, He is going to you. He is going to visit you in the place of need. God will meet you where you are. And this is the core message of the parable na ating pag-uusapan. I'm going to discuss it today. The story of the sower. You don't go to God. God goes to you. Now in Matthew chapter 13 verses 1 to 2, let's read it. It says here, Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and thought as the people stood on the shore. Yeah. Alam niyo po yung pag-upo ni Jesus doon sa boat, doon sa bangka. Normal yun dati, during their time, that it is normal because ngayon kasi meron na tayong mga speakers. You know, we have big speakers, may mga sound systems tayo, di ba? may microphone, yan. Yeah. Pero dati, 
para umalinga o you know, para lum- marinig ka ng karamihan, ang pinakamagandang setup mo is yung puko sa bangka, nakatalikod ka sa dagat. And the wind will carry your voice to the crowd. Tawag dyan, acoustics. Now, but in saying this, Matthew was, ano, he was already establishing here that at this point of the story, Jesus, no, hindi na siya, no, hindi na siya makapag-preach sa synagogues. He can no longer preach there. Dahil, ano, because of the religious leaders, di ba? They wanted to kill him. Kaya nga, ginagawa niya, he preaches by the lakeside, di ba? Roadside, sa hillside, lahat ng side, di ba? Especially to the people who, like Jesus, were not welcome in church. The lepers, mahirap, mga makasalanan. Now, I repeat that. God will meet you where you are. Now, God is not waiting for you to go to church. He is there in your home. He's there in your office. He's there when you do your things, do your stuff, watch TV, when you exercise, when you make your sales calls, you know. And he's there when you fail. He's there when you're doing stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's there waiting he is there when you think he's not there. Let's continue. Jesus then tells the story of one sower and four soils. Here Jesus Christ is introducing the wasteful sower. In verses 3 to 9, let's read it out. A farmer went out to, slow, to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still. Other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ear, ears, let them hear. Malamang nagtataka kayo kung bakit yung farmer, no? Ini-scatter niya yung mga binhingan. He scatters the seed sa ganung paraan. Because in ancient Israel, farmers, they scattered seed by, you know, they just throw it in the air and let the wind carry it. Now, method. They tie up a sack of seed unto a donkey or a mule. And gilid and maggagala sila doon sa taniman. <laughs> Habang naglalakad sila niya, yung mga, the seed will leak out, falling into the soil. So, yes, as the parable describes it, some seeds fall into hard path. 
rocky ground and thorny bush so you could say really say that it's a waste you know it's wasteful but isn't God's love wasteful too he gives his love lavishly to everyone whether we accept it or not now sadly most people don't accept his love what does God do he gives away his seeds of love again and again and again and again in the off chance that Kosinoman, you know, who rejected it before will accept it with that invitation. Mahapatid, have you been rejecting his love? Oh, open up to him. He is pouring his healing, forgiving, and transforming love to you. Again, once over four soils. <laughs> Later on, uh, Jesus, kinailangan niyang ipaliwanag sa disciples, di ba? Kasi hindi nila maintindihan. Uh, you have to note this that there are thirty-six parables. Yeah, in the long basis lang nagpaliwanag si Jesus tungkol sa mga parables and here was his interpretation let's read this listen listen then to what the parable of the sower means when everyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart this is the seed sown along the path the seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy but since they have no root, they last only for a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of the life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. And from verse 18 to 23. Yeah, mga patid, do you want to live an abundant harvest or abundant life? Do you want a thirtyfold or sixtyfold or hundredfold increase? Kailangan maging good soil. And here's how to become one. How to become a good soil. Naalala niyo ba ng mga previous talks natin? Diba? This parable, it's like a graphic picture of many responses to Jesus. Diba? Iba negative, neutral, iba positive. No. One sower, four soils. One Jesus, but many responses to him. Diba yung mga Pharisees, they, how did they react? They wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill Jesus. John the Baptist, <laughs> he was doubting. But, you know, surprise. <laughs> Nakakabigla, no? Because it was the outcast, you know, the lame, the lepers, the poor, the sinners 
sila yung naniwala kay Jesus Christ. They were the good soil. They had nothing and made Jesus their everything. The Bible calls them anawim. Ibig sabihin, the poor of the Lord. Alam niyo, uh, wala naman sa, they had no power. Wala silang prestige. Walang katungkulan. Walang pride. They only had Jesus. Ayan, kapatid, today I invite you. Will you be the good soil? Will you be like the anawim? How? Ask me how. Be empty. Be humble. And be open. <laughs> well, honestly, we don't exactly fit the description of anawim. Yes, because, you know, we're comfortable. Too comfortable. Uh, we're privileged. And sometimes we're too distracted. But we lack spiritual roots. <laughs> no. Spiritual roots beneath us and we're surrounded by the thorns of materialism around us. Yes. God will meet you where you are. But what is your response? Your response is crucial. Will you be a good soil? Now, he'll meet you where you are, but will you say yes to him? Now, that's why Jesus, you know, he ends the parable of the sower and many other parables by asking for a good response. You know, he declares, verse 9, Whoever has ears, let them hear. Uh, we think Jesus was saying, hey, listen up. Hindi po. You know, but his Jewish listeners instantly knew that he was referring to Shema. The most, you know, the most important prayer of Judaism. Because Shema in Hebrew means here and the prayer's first line is hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord Shema is prayed three times a day every single day meaning Jesus Christ was his listeners to chew his parables every day until maintindihan nila and sumunod because in Hebrew Shema isn't just hearing sounds Shema means to hear and obey now will you be good soil? will you obey him? today I invite you to ask God right now let's pray Lord, uh, I want to be the good soil. I want to be empty and open and humble. I want to welcome you in my life. Uh, I want to hold on to you and bear fruit for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Mahapatid, I'll do something different today. Uh, I want you to 
Yeah, I want, I want to bring you something different today. Yeah, mga behind the scenes here at the feast. Yeah, instead of just letting you, <laughs> I know, eat at the dining table, I want to bring you to the kitchen. I want you to see how we prepare the spiritual food that we serve here at the feast. Game gonna be good. Here's why I want to do this. God has a second message for you today. Second message. Once you allow God to meet you where you are, He'll ask you to go deeper. Shout this out in the in declaration. I'll go deeper. Shout it out. I'll go deeper. <laughs> when I was a kid, kailan lang yun? <laughs> Nanonood ako noon, uh, Superbook. And, and Flying House. Ang sesera nun, no? <laughs> Lalo nung bata ko. And it may also be a source of, you know, I guess na yung ibang core values ko, you know, maaaring doon ko rin natutunan. But here's a major problem, you know, a lot of Christians still look at the Bible, you know, as a collection of children's stories. Yes, some. Marami, meron din. You know, na, ganun lang ang tingin nila sa Bible. You know, people have, people have not gone deeper in their understanding of the Bible. So, kung paano na unawaan, how the Bible, you know, reflects their lives or how you can learn from the Bible. Kaya nga, you know, I'm very excited for this month because as we continue our deep dive in Matthew, our brand new series will not be called uh, Superbook or Flyhouse, but OG Tales, and OG for original. And we'll go back to the original stories as told by the original storyteller, Jesus. Now, in this mind mind-bending series will explore the parables of Jesus when you think of the parables a lot of people have you know they have these two presumptions about them presumption number one Jesus used parables to make things clear in one sense because great speakers are great storytellers but this is only part you know partial Partial lang to, sa katotohanan. Jesus. Because I believe, no, Jesus deliberately used parables not to clarify, but to confuse. Yan, to confuse yung mga, di, may group ng, you know, ng mga nakikinig sa kanya na kinukonfuse niya, tulad ng mga pariseyo. Diba? In one sense, by speaking in parables, he was buying time to delay his crucifixion. Now, here's the second presumption. Jesus used parables to teach moral lessons. Yes, for a lot of people, parables are like Aesop's fable, simple stories that teach morals. For example, the parable of the prodigal son. Anong tinuturo niyan? Pagpapatawad, forgiveness. Or the good Samaritan which teaches compassion. Once again, this is only partly true. Dahil, you know, woven in the parables were many design were 
were many design patterns you know, found in the Old Testament. And all of them pointed to Jesus. The parables were about Jesus and His kingdom. Yes, the parables taught morality. <laughs> but only because it was describing the life we live inside Jesus' kingdom. Uh, let me put it in another way. Aesop's fables teaches us to be good. The parable teaches us to follow King Jesus. And in the process, we become radically good. Yeah, don't skip Jesus. This is precisely what we're doing here at the feast. We're not just telling you to be good. We're telling you to follow King Jesus. And in the process, he'll be the one to make you good. This ties in with how we prepare yung mga talk. Diba? Which has, if you know that it has gotten to nakadalawang, two phases na. Kumbaga, nakadalawang approach na. Yung Feast Talks 1.0. Yan, tawag nila dyan. Feast Talks 1.0. Noong 2006 sa Valley Verde Pasig, nilaunch siyang the Feast. No? It was launch. Cordian Church. And yes, just like Jesus who went to the people who didn't or couldn't go to the synagogue. Now, as the... Nung dumaan ng panahon, diba, dumami ang feast. We multiplied the feast you know, to hundreds di lang, hundreds of cities around the world. Because we wanted to reach the church. We... Uh, we preach simple messages, simple down-to-earth messages, iba practical messages, diba? Lachan, it was give, you know, it was give rap like self-help talks. Our messages were bite-sized, pre-digested, liquefied, But before we close the talk, we always led people to Jesus, diba? We quoted scriptures, but we didn't go deep into it. Now we went straight to the practical application. The feast was, you know, it was a resounding success. Many came to Jesus for the first time. People who don't go to church for years came back to church. But along the way, something happened. After many years of doing this, we saw our faithful feasters hungering for something deeper. They wanted to grow roots. Yeah, they wanted to grow roots. Which was a great sign of what? Spiritual growth. Kaya, in 2019, there was a giant shift in the feast talks. Now, <laughs> kumbaga, parang feast talks 1.0 naging feast 2.0 na. And here, here was the biggest difference. Uh, you, you, big difference. Instead of jumping right away to the practical applications, diba? we dove, ang ginagawa natin, nagbabasa na tayo into the scriptures. Diba? Uh, the adjustment was tough you know, for some people, but the shift happened. Now, uh, maraming, you know, many who were used to the old approach, nanibago sila, diba? Kasi, they were just used to doing sa 
kumbaga nung digested messages na. But we're you know, we're trying to dig deeper into Jesus now. So nabago na. Kaya uh ngayon kumbaga nung 1.0 feast 1.0 what we're doing was we're giving away fruits and people loved it because they don't have to do anything but eat but in feast 2.0 we were now giving away the entire fruit tree it's more difficult because you you know you have to plant it to be you have to protect it plantito plantito terms but if you do it, you'll have all the fruits in the world. Now, at the feast today, you're not just receiving fruits. You're receiving fruit trees. Unpacking the Bible is not easy. But in the end, it will be better for you. Because you'll all have the fruits all year long. <laughs> and your roots will go deeper. Okay. Question, why are roots important? Let me end with this story why difficult is better <clears throat> one day busy bob and beautiful barbie were neighbors who lived and they were separated by a fence and parang sila may garden so isang plantito isang plantita so si barbie Araw-araw yan, dinidiligan niya yung halaman niya three times a day or twice a day. Eh si Bob, siyempre, namamasukan siya, may trabaho siya, so nadidiligan niya lang tuwing umaga or tuwing hapon. Diba? And, ang malapit doon, bumagyo. Yeah. After a long while, bumagyo. Nung bumagyo, mga halaman ni Barbie, dumapa. Mga halaman ni Bob, nakatayo. Diba? And, Nasalan tayo mga halaman ni Barbie. Pero yung kay Bob, firm, nakatayo. Diba? And, of course, Barbie was heartbroken. Iba, natagal pa yung, yung nabunot yung roots sa lupa. Pero nabigla siya nung nakita niya yung sa fence ni Bob na no, they were still standing strong. Kaya tinanong niya si Bob, sabi niya, why are your plants still standing you know, while the storm has you know, passed? Ano sabi ni Bob? My plants have deeper roots. Barbie asked, why? You know what Bob said? He said, you watered your plants too much. Diba? Madaling mamamatayan. Yung mga roots nila, kumbaga, shallow lang. Yung kanya, you know, yung akin, diniligan ko once or as much as needed. Kaya yung roots niya, ginawa niya, ginagawa ng roots, hinahanap nila, you know, they go down into the soil to search for water. Now, at the feast, yes, sometimes I don't give easy talks. I, uh, sometimes, you know, it's difficult and packing scriptures no? na, lalo na sa approach natin no? kasi sometimes you have yung kailangan you know you have to take off your like Bo said you have to take off your modern eyeglasses 
and really enter into the mind of the original biblical you know biblical authors and because of this now and when you do this you'll grow deeper roots yeah mga patid, you know go deeper in your relationship with god no jesus was the seed that died he was buried deep into the earth but three days later rose from the grave and you are his fruit go deeper and may our prayers and dreams come true god bless us all